Welcome to Hatching Creativity. This isn't just another behavioral health podcast. This is the place where thought leaders converge to talk about real life challenges, breakthroughs, and pivotal aha moments. Thanks for tuning in to Hatching Creativity. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Jordan Young, the CEO and founder of Jordan and Associates Consulting, and Glenn Hadley, a senior VP of strategy at Dreamscape Marketing. Jordan is going to share with us his three best tips for good hiring and staff retention. And don't forget, if you like what you hear, please like, share, and tell all your friends about Hatching Creativity. What would you say is the top three pieces of hiring advice you can offer a provider to make sure that maybe they don't make a bad decision along the hiring process? Probably the the best tips that I have uh, are when when you're seeking a candidate, you're seeking a field position, realize that those candidates, if they're applying with you, they're also applying with several others. So realize that and make them feel wanted, make them feel appreciated. Because especially with direct staff right now, there's such a shortage. There's such a shortage. There, there's such great demand. So few people are actually in the market looking for you offer you. So you have to make them feel wanted. You have to make them feel valued. And uh, my company, we did a survey on employee engagement last quarter. We had a tremendous response. And 26% of people in behavioral health are unsatisfied in their current visit. Okay? Um, the biggest driver and what makes a person satisfied in their position now is their compensation level. But what's going to make someone seek out a new opportunity, the data showed, and according to 1,200 behavioral health professionals in our survey, was advancement opportunities and day-to-day responsibilities. So compensation, which was number one in determining current satisfaction level, ranked fifth. It ranked fifth behind behind advancement opportunities, day-to-day responsibilities, company mission, and company culture. So tell me what I'm hearing you say, and I, I and I want to see if I'm interpreting this right, is they'll stay even if they're not happy with their compensation. But as soon as those other factors are not being met, that's when they start looking to make a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's what's gonna make what's gonna make them okay with their current position? They're, they're paid well. But what someone comes off in the door like, hey, more responsibilities. Or you can advance, there's opportunity for advancement. You know, what's their basic needs are met? It's those other things that are going to make them set up like, okay, so now I have my safety, my home, my food, clothing, all those basic necessities are met. I have to pay, cover that. Now I want to progress and I want to be able to lead people. I want to be able to do things that I enjoy more day to day. Sure, I want to work with a company who I align with better uh, from their long-term strategy to how they do things. I think that's a great point. You know, we see it a lot working in senior living. They have a uh, an extreme staff shortage there. Like one of the the advantages we have in behavioral healthcare is that we can, uh, a lot of times alumni are such a big driver of new uh, new team members, right? And and they should be. I I, I love the fact we have that in this space. Mm-hmm. In senior living, they don't, and so. It's it's such a challenge. They they have such high stress environments. They're oftentimes brought in in crisis, and they're on uh, some of the lower bait workers in healthcare. So they're really struggling in that. I I have a question that I want to ask you though, because 
I see a lot of times in our space in behavioral healthcare, people go through hiring phases and then stop. My, my opinion is that we should always be looking to bring on new team members. And that what you're seeing is that what you would recommend is, is always be hiring and bringing in people. You're always, yeah, uh, yeah, that always looking for new talent because you know that people are always going to leave no matter, no matter how satisfied they are, no matter how nice you are to them, no matter how much you hate them, he's always going to be the it's just life situation, which can make someone or die. I have a aunt right now. Great facility been around for 20 plus years, doing well, paying well, but the head of the clinical operation is going on maternity leave, and at that point, okay, so what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to this 40 to 50 hour a week grind and eight weeks, or am I going to stay home and nurture my baby in the early stages of their life? Yeah. And so, I mean, just just things like that, or people have to leave to go take care of a parent. Something always happens, right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's really interesting because I talk a lot about data and Having an understanding of your turnover rate, what are your highest turnover positions, is so important. What are the best sources that you've found for finding candidates for your organization? Because what ends up happening is, is if you have an opportunity to hire two people for a high turnover position, you know that sooner or later, like a BHT, for example, super high turnover, super high stress job, hard to find people. So hire two, hire three, because sooner or later, probably sooner, somebody on the team is going to be gone or during the hiring, you know, the onboarding process, there's fall off, right? So I always tell people, you know, look at the data and understand that data. It'll tell that story of almost time frames that you should be starting to look because sooner or later, you're going to you're run into that. And yeah, great. By early part of my career, I was a headhunter. So I for eight years in many different verticals. So that was always like a very big part of of my experience. And one and another thing that I would say, you know, kind of to tack on to what you said as far as best practices is if you're in behavioral health, yes, it's extremely hard to find candidates. It's also a very, very small industry. And if you hire the wrong person for your organization and they don't match your corporate culture or you're seeing red flags along the way during the hiring process, do not just hire somebody to fill a spot. They will, they could potentially really damage your reputation as an organization. And it's way better to be short staffed than it is to have somebody out there creating problems or hurting clients or injuring your reputation. That's, a, that's subtraction by addition. <laughs> and, and, uh, I like that. In all transparency, I've, I've worked with Jordan before in that capacity, and, and uh, we have team members that Jordan has bought us. And, and so he and I have had some very in-depth conversations about culture, and there may have been candidates that came in that were excellent. They, they scored really well, very qualified. Really, we enjoyed um, the interaction with them. The culture wasn't quite the fit. And then he had other candidates that, that he brought us that culturally they were perfect for us. And, and we we're able to have that conversation and bring in those team members 
because it, it is important. Um, it, you know, I would rather work with somebody that's culturally a fit and maybe needs some, um, some polishing or some education. Like we can do that and work on that as long as culturally they're a fit and they're working the team. For sure. Hey, and, and one thing, just, just going back to your question from before about advice for hiring managers and treatment centers and kind of to your point is, have multiple and voices and yes, you want multiple voices. So the candidate gets different perspectives of not just, not just lines of question. Through that, not just the questions, but also they hear about the culture from different leaders in yes. the organization. Uh, and you have people, you know, you have different people leading the interviews, but also know that the people that are interviewing the team, likewise, they're interviewing you. You're not just interviewing, right? They're interviewing you. So I have a couple of clients who have made my job much easier because I've been on interviews with them and I see the way that they interact with people. You know, like, like, man, your team, excellent with there Some other of my clients are excellent with it, but they have to go and want to work for someone. Now, if you're the hiring manager and you're going to be reporting directly to me, but I'm kind of a juror and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an art interview. <laughs> what's, what's going to make you as a candidate who has uh, other opportunities available? What's going to make you want to go work with me? Yeah, because is it going to be pay? I know money's not everything. As, as we, as we established, there's a baseline. Money's important to a degree, but. You know, you have, you have to put your best foot forward as well as the hiring manager and the, or cultural fit in the interview. Yeah, cultural fit is everything. It's, I mean, you could teach anybody a skill, right? We always, we have an expression that, that we say at our company, which is about if it's, if it's a skill, it's our, if, if it's a skill, it can be learned. If it's a personality, done. Yeah. You know, right away, you know, because you can't teach somebody new personality right and yeah. if their personality is not a cultural fit it's not and that's all that it is so you can't really teach somebody that you they can you know you can put the lipstick on a thing for a little while until that lipstick comes off then it's done and then you're right back to where you are and the last thing you want to do is be having a, a chain of people you want to talk about expensive right? right having a chain of people coming in and out and when that does to your culture too so, yeah, I, I want to say that that reactive nature, we, we, we've evolved as an industry and a field in behavioral health care, right? We have all passed a point where we can be reactive, whether it's in the hiring process, like just to fill us up, right? We've all passed that. Our, the, the market out there is one of, like, we have to actually sell ourselves to the, the employee now. Yeah. The other way around, right? But also, too, like in the, the lot of work that you do with, with the clients, like we've evolved as a place that you can react in that. Like it, it needs to be addressed. And what we were talking about earlier, where you, you can't be everything to everyone. Like there is no one individual that's a, a expert in compliance. It's an expert in marketing. It's an expert right. in staffing. And, and think about all the facets that fall under every single one of those. There's not one person out there that can do all of those things. And we have to bring teams around us this, and, and empower them to be experts in their field and what they do. And when you have an expert on your team, don't overstep that. 
hire them because they're an expert and that is their specialty. And you have to trust that what they're doing is their job, right? Yeah. Now they can, you can give some input, but I, I hate to see that when somebody oversteps a staff member, you know, we'll have somebody will call me at, from a time to time and say, Hey, um, I spoke with the account manager and she said this. Is that true? You know, you talk to the person who's going to be able to give you the best answer. Whatever she said, I, I would say yes, because that's all she does all day. So, you know, don't brush your, your people. Elevate your people. Thanks for tuning in to Hatching Creativity. We appreciate your support. Please don't forget to like and subscribe and tell all your friends about the show. And remember, it's never just about one thing.